This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Warriors uh, have been pretty upset today uh, about the situation, uh, the negotiations with Portland, and just, I guess, how this all went down. And they're trying to figure out, you know, kind of what is what their path forward is. But they made this deal because they wanted a win-now player and their win-now player cannot play now, and they did not know that before they made the deal. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. Hour number two, Anthony Slater there with Damon and Ratto yesterday here on 95.7 The Game. It's Warriors This Week with John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. What did the Warriors do? That is the question. The trade involving Gary Payton II coming to the dubs, James Wiseman going to Detroit, Sadiq Bay to Atlanta, uh, Picks and Kevin Knox uh, among the players going to Portland in this deal. Those five second-round picks, Whitey, <laughs> that were floating yeah. around over the course of the trade deadline 48 hours ago. And do the Warriors keep the, the trade in place? Do they rescind the trade? We could have some breaking news on that here coming up uh, over the course of, of the next couple of hours here on 95.7 The Game. But Monty Poole of NBC Sports Bay Area reporting, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, more more likely than not, it seems like that the Warriors would be willing to accept the trade. Uh, I'm still trying to find Whitey a, a real reason why, considering all the injury red flags, you would accept the trade. Like, it's it, it really is surprising to me, and maybe it's a statement to how the Warriors really feel about Wiseman. Maybe it's the the contractual component and the, the tax savings in, in immediate form. But I'm trying to figure out a reason why you could be so upset about it as Anthony Slater relayed in, in his hit with, with the guys in the afternoon and then still be like, you know what, we're cool with it. Gary Payton might not play for two months, three months, but we're, we're still cool with it and going to do this deal. I, that, that's hard for me to palate. The, the only – way that that happens that way is if uh, the warrior doctors say hey you know what he should be it's going to be a while he's not he can't play right now but there's no reason why he can't play within two months again we heard three months and then there was another report from another source so to speak that oh that sounds like a lot so it depends on what the doctors say if the warrior doctors say yeah um, they didn't tell you, but he can't really play right now. Then, yeah, you'd be upset. But if your doctors say now he should be OK, this is the way these things heal and it's just going to take him longer to heal. Then you would say, all right, that sucks what they did to us, but we still want to make the deal. That would be you know, if that's the case. My question for you would be, 
Um, and again, I'm not trying to you know trap you. We we disagree on this, but I'm just wondering how you see this. If you say, all right, we're not going to make the trade, we're rescinding the deal, then what options are left for you as far as this year? You're keeping Wiseman, maybe you play him, and then you're looking at the buyout market, I was assume, right, which I, I, I'm sure they're going to do anyway. Yeah, you're looking at the buyout market, but you you may just have to bite the bullet that you're not gonna you're not gonna get help this year because you might not get help anyway with Gary Payton the second. I mean, to me, it it first and foremost hinges on that. Can Gary Payton the second help I agree. you this season? I agree. And part of why you wanted him was that you thought he was going to be able to play between now and the end of the regular season. So that if he can't play between now and the end of the regular season, this team is less likely to even make the playoffs than they would be I know. if if Gary Payton was added in healthy like that it, this is not like if the warriors were 30 and 20, 32 and 22 right now i'd say you know what they can probably wait for Gary Payton to be available and if he isn't available they're still a really good team without him and you know what move forward in that way they're not like they they need help now and if they can't get the help now then to me it like James Wiseman I know everybody's down on his value and all of this but James Wiseman still is an asset if 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 Gary Payton can't help you and you're worried about the injury concerns for the next couple of years Wiseman is still an asset that you could trade for a bench player that can help you in the offseason I'm confident in that like you shouldn't be panic stricken that you can't get a rotation player for James Wiseman in the summer like to me, if you're worried about that, then you got bigger problems at that point in time. To where it's like, oh, oh boy, Gary Payton, he's so good, and it's GP and and the parade and 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 can't like you got real issues if you don't think you can get a ninth man for James Wiseman in June or July. Uh, it's possible you won't. I mean, I, we'll see. His value is very low if this is the best you could get for him. And if it's a player that can help you and you get the salary relief, then, yeah, this can still be a really good deal for you. Uh, I just can't wait to find out what the Warriors are going to do. Uh, I still I, I encourage them, unless the medicals are like I say. If you go see, hey, GP2, let's see how you're doing. Oh, his, you know, his spleen fell out. Then I'm not making the deal. But short of that, this helps me on a number of fronts. And I need help now, right? I think we agree on that, too. As far as maximizing the potential that this group has this year, I need help now. And I've been saying that since November. 888-957-9570. We got full phone lines. We'll get to the calls here, and we'll get to everybody that's on the board here in this segment on 95.7 The Game. There's been a back and forth, Whitey, and I know we've been both trying to do our due diligence behind the scenes as far as the deadline as to when the Warriors have to make a determination. I know it's been reported in some places that they have 72 hours. It was reported in other places that it was today. that it was two days, yeah. and that thus today would be the day. Uh Tim Kawakami of The Athletic will give him credit on this. He put this tweet out just within the last couple of minutes. Uh, he says NBA source tells him the deadline for the Warriors to decide whether the trade goes through or to cancel it is tomorrow uh, evening, not today, tomorrow evening. So they could make the call today, Tim writes, but the decision on the deadline is tomorrow. So I think it is 72 so that, hours then. That would make sense, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so some clarity. That would mean 72 hours presumably from when the trade became official in the league's eyes after the trade call. So sometime tomorrow afternoon or evening. Yeah, so it'd be just about at the deadline, right? Because it was official right about the deadline. So tomorrow well, evening, I think, East Coast. Well, I think later, I think they like it was agreed to at the deadline at noon, but I think when they actually do the trade call with the league, all of the teams have to kind of get in line 
And so they may have not had their trade call with the league until maybe four or five o'clock. All right. And then once it gets, and so I think you would have for, you would have seventy two hours from that point in which the deal was agreed to in the league's eyes after right. your trade. So call. bottom line, uh, they got more time to go through this, but it's less likely that you and I are going to have any breaking news on that. Certainly possible, but a little less likely we'll have definitive word before we're done today. Exactly. Eight at eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Mitch in New Jersey. Let's get to the phones. We'll go rapid fire here. Warriors this week on 95.7 The Game. How's it going, guys? Hey, Mitch. Thanks for taking Good. the call. Uh, hope it well. Happy uh, Super Bowl weekend. Thank you. Something. Um, first of all, I, I think you should keep your twos. There's only, you, you, I think you have enough talent in the team to not even worry about Gary Payton. I want to see more Moody. You got some other guards coming through the draft. You got to like him. And White wasn't going to play anyway. You got to admit, he was a bust. Too bad you didn't draft ball, but I know we've gone through it already. And one more thing, but the West has gotten so much better. I mean, born two superstars, and I'm calling Carrie just a star, but the West got so much better this trade. Though. i never seen it like that. It's like it was a ship. It'd be listening to the right, to the West, from my angle. You know what I'm saying? Yep. All right. Have nice Th- thanks, Mitch. A couple right. of things. Right now, Moody can't play. I'll just, I'll, I'll just rapid fire. Right now, Moody can't play. If he could play, he'd be playing i don't think wiseman is a bust i think like w- w- calling wiseman a bust is a statement to his career and i don't think we know that wiseman's a bust yet i will say this and i i said this yesterday it's a whiff the pick the pick for the warriors is a whiff it's a whiff it's oh, a yeah. miss like that like you cannot there's no other way around that they have to own that it was a bad pick it was a miss it was a whiff We don't know that he's a bust, though. Wiseman may go on to be a good player throughout his NBA career, and that would make him not a bust. Like Marvin Bagley at this point is a bust because he didn't do it for Sac, he hadn't done it for Detroit, and he just isn't a very good player, period, and we kind of know. Like if a couple years down, you know, two, three years down the line, Wiseman's Marvin Bagley or Wiseman's still Wiseman, then he's a bust, but I'm not. I'm not going to attach bust to Wiseman. Maybe, maybe we're mincing words here, but it, I hear you. I, I don't think he's a bust. I, let me just in say all this: fairness to him, yeah, understand that. But as far as the deadline goes, I just want to go back. I, last week, you know, I believe I, I know I was saying I don't know if much is going to happen. And JD, not only did JD say, "Oh, a lot's going to happen," I think he also said, "Keep an eye on Kyrie and Dallas." So good for you there. A tip of the cap to you there. Um, as far as Wiseman goes, it's going to be interesting to see here if he does get traded. What does that do to him? You mentioned Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley looks like a guy who's very talented, that, but maybe isn't that interested really in being a professional basketball player. You know, you need guys who need to win. Maybe Marvin Bagley's just, eh, I like basketball, okay. How about James Wiseman? Is he going to use this if he gets traded to galvanize his career and to say, that's enough of that? Now I'm going to show what I can do. Be very interested to see how he responds to this deal. Either way, if they trade him, what's he going to do? And if they keep him, as I've been asking you, J.D., that'll be really interesting to see how he and the team handle this. It would. It would. If, if I'm Wiseman, I, I'm excited at the prospect of, of going elsewhere and being able to play. That's, that's what I, I so. would want most if, mm-hmm. if I was James Wiseman. But the, the extension of that, though, in the context of what the Warriors are dealing with, the Warriors don't owe that to James Wiseman. 
right now. No, like, they, they don't they owe don't... it to him, but they still have to deal with it. It's still awkward, and it looks right. bad. Right, no, it, it would be very awkward, and it would be an unintended consequence and something that, you know, another thing that Wiseman would have to deal with that he didn't ask for. And it's it, it's not fair to him, but sometimes life isn't fair. Like, what I guess what I'm saying is the Warriors don't owe it to Wiseman no, I agree as with factor that. in their decision on the deadline as to whether they veto the trade or not. They don't owe Wiseman a better opportunity in Detroit. I agree. That's, like, no, I've if, heard it. I know what you're saying. A lot of people have been saying, like, oh, this Do right guy, by Wiseman. Yeah, they don't owe him that. He's a good guy. He's not a boss. And it's like, that may be true, but one has really nothing to do with the other. We wish him the best, but you have to be able to perform when you're on the floor. That, that's all that's about. And, and if the best thing for them is to nix the trade and Wiseman comes back and sits on the bench for the next three months, then that's then, – then, that's the way it goes. Like he'll get an opportunity, hopefully next year. But I, I think you know the Warriors can't be worried about that. They got to do what's best for them. Yeah, I know, and that's why I think there's some benefit if they if they do make this trade. There is some benefit for them as an organization saying, you know what? It's as JD says, it's a whiff. We move on. And if you still have them around, you still have that lingering. Well, what are we going to do with Wiseman? Well, you know, oh, we still think you could be a good player. I do think there's a benefit from at this point saying we're moving on. We're getting the salary relief. Got a player, hopefully we like, but we're moving on from Wiseman. I think it's time for everybody just to get to that point. I think there's some upside there and just, I, just I by virtue of that. I can't roll with that unless you're getting a player back that can help you. And and the reality is we don't know whether Gary Payton II can help. It may turn out that he can, and if he can, then I'm okay with the deal. But if he can't, and there were all these red flags that you knew about because of the physical, and you accept the deal anyway, and then he can't play, then that's completely on you, and to me you should be held accountable for it. As much as anything, yeah, you, you can't that, take the, that can't is a play. failure that the Warriors have been held accountable for to this point. Yeah, if he can't play, you can't take. It's like no, we don't know. You can't take him. I'm with you on that. Uh, Javier and Vacaville next here on Warriors this week. What's going on, Javier? How you guys doing, Mister Gleason? Hey, good to talk with you. How you guys doing? What's up? Good man. So you know uh, whether this is practical or not, I really would hope that the Warriors would uh, really um, put some thought and uh, look into the possibility of maybe they can find a way to just include them in the Pistons. I don't know why people are writing off Sadiq Bay, 23-year-old forward, 15-5, shooting 40% from the field. He's on a rookie contract. You don't know what you're going to do with Draymond. He's a combo 3-4. I'm not at the notion to say, hey, you pack a team with Noel, Nerlens Noel and him, you put Wisen with Ryan Ryan Rollins or the shooting guard that Warriors had number four, the the salaries match there and say call the league and say, Can we just do a, a two team deal? They get wise and we get Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay is a great asset to have, a former first round pick, and the pitch is already to get off of him. I'm not saying because obviously the the uh, calculations of everything are it's a four team deal, but hey, Gary Payne's not healthy, goes back to uh, Portland, Kevin Knox and the picks go back to Atlanta. We'll take Sadiq Bay. I I'm I'm just Trying to figure out why Sadiq Bay would be somebody the Warriors be interested in. When they got Sadiq Bay coming to Golden State, I'm like, take him. He- yeah, thank you uh, for the call. Here, here's the deal on that. I like the Sadiq Bay component. If the Warriors had, and I said it before the trade went down, if the Warriors could get Sadiq Bay for James Wiseman, I would have done that deal at this point. I, I liked that deal straight up if it had been, you know, or it, it looked for what, about 10 minutes yesterday before details of the bigger trade came in, like the Warriors were going to get Sadiq Bey for James Wiseman. And I, I think that would have been intriguing. I think Sadiq Bey is 
would have helped the Warriors in a different way than Gary Payton II helps the Warriors if he's healthy. But this is also a good time to point out the fact that it can't be that that that's off the table now. The the trade the, it is a four team trade as agreed to by all four teams. If the Warriors nix it, that's it. It's done. It's over. Everybody goes back to where they were, and there are no amendments or deals that can be done because the trade deadline has now passed. So reconvene in the offseason, and, and you figure things out from there, and, and maybe a deal can be done along those lines. But, but no, you can't go back and pick and choose what you want out of – you know, these these other teams, Atlanta's getting Sadiq Bay at this point, or they're not because that's what everybody had agreed to. Yeah, I, I understand where Javier's going there, and I, I understand your point too. Uh, I do think if you looked at Sadiq Bay as a warrior, um, yeah, and we know what he can do based on what he did when the Pistons were, were just at chase. But he's, um, he's not a great defender, hasn't been to this point. Um, and I'm not, not sure how well he uh, passes the ball to play in the Warrior system. So he's a very talented player. I'm not sure he's a great fit. Other than that, when you look at a Warrior team, it's like, wow, you could use some youth, some talent. He seems like a good fit. I'm not sure he'd be an ideal fit, but I, I, I probably would do that deal too if that were actually an option. Well, and, and yeah, and I, I, he also hasn't been as great a, a three-point shooter as it seems. I think a 34.5% three-point shooter for his right. career. That's not terrible, but yeah. That, you're, not, you're right. not terrible, but I think it's he's sort of been – I think if you just asked around, hey, Sadiq Bey, three-point shooter, I think a lot of people would say, oh, no, he's 38 to 40% a three-point shooter, but he really hasn't been to this point uh, in, in his career. Let, let's keep it moving on the phone lines. Uh, ben in Oakland next here on Warriors This Week. Hey, Ben. Hey, uh, I have a, a different idea. I think we should uh, just punt on the season, uh, nix the trade, play all the young guys, um, and go for it next year. I think the only reason we won last year is because we weren't in the playoffs the two previous years. Uh, we just got to read the tea leaves. Uh, this season isn't working out, um, and you know we need some fresh legs with Steph, all the injuries, uh, and just go for it next year. What do you guys think? Thank you. Appreciate the call. I would not do that. Uh, I think in another year where if if this was a more normal year, Whitey, where the Warriors record had them eight games out of fourth and five games out of eighth, you know, I, I think then maybe you would have to consider that. But you look at the standings right now and as disappointing as the Warriors have been, uh, it is you know, they're currently seventh and they're a game out of sixth and they're only three out of third. Still, so it like, and and you still have Steph Curry coming back at some point. Clay Thompson's looked as good as he has at any point since coming back from his injuries over the last six six to eight weeks, and you still have Draymond Green on your right. Like, you're too close to being able to make a run if you can get your act together to where you're not gonna you're not going to think about punting on the season and playing the young guys, although vetoing the trade is still on the table. Yeah, I understand the question. I think it's a fair question. And don't yeah. you think, J.D., at some point when Steph got hurt, I'm sure the Warriors, you know, brass at some point, they at least had that conversation. But For sure. there's really not a lot of upside to doing that at this point. You go back to the gap year when, of course, Clay was out and they lost Durant. It's like, well... You know, if we, we have our gap year and we end up with a really high pick, which turned out to be Wiseman. That didn't work out. But you can understand the upside right now, given where they are, what they would have to gain by doing that. Does, it just doesn't. The, the risk reward right now for where they are doesn't make sense to punt on the rest of the season. I don't see how you really benefit unless you're going to argue that your veteran players need more rest. And I don't think that's good enough reason to do it. 
Let's go to Scott and Berkeley next. 888-957-9570. What do the Warriors do as far as vetoing or accepting this trade? Uh, what's on your mind, Scott? You always bring a, a different perspective to things. What, uh, what do you got for us? Morning, fellas. I guess my first question would be, is Myers petitioning the league front office for some kind of a one-off? Um, you know, I mean, personally, I would keep everything in place. It's done, it's done, it's done, and, you know, we move on from there. But I don't, I just end up wondering if he's not talking to the league and saying, okay, Portland has to give us something else to maintain everything. It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's I, I mean, yeah, the trade deadline is a trade deadline and everything's supposed to be set in place, but, he, but I think Bob has the argument of saying, look, I didn't know what I didn't know the extent of what what it was with GP two. I you know I've got to have something else to kind of keep everything in place, and they kind of and you know the league may give them the one off. I you know because again we have to remember Portland has had a long standing issue about not being really upfront about injuries going all the way back to Bill Walton. And I think this is one of the, you know, it's kind of the thing of, going, of saying, well, maybe maybe we have to do something one time to keep everything in place. As for the rest of the season, I'm kind of I'm kind of going toward the idea: Are we fighting to just make to get into the playoffs, or is it going to, you know, in the long run, I'm kind of going: Is it going to be worth it, or maybe the retool has to begin? Yeah, I think that is a decision that the Warriors have to make. But I, I think the retool, you can kick the retool conversation down the line until you see how this year ends. Because the, the Warriors are mixed in all of this, why he's still capable of getting on a run to where they can they, they can have a shot at, at attempting to win a title if they can be healthy enough and get their act together. Like, nobody's ruling that out. Like, to me, you're still closer to that opportunity for this season than you are to needing to tear it down to the studs. Now, if you miss the playoffs this year, or if you end up as two years ago, a play in, you know, an eight seed and you end up losing in the play in tournament and you don't make the playoffs, then by all means, you have to assess everything as far as the future of the franchise goes this off season, including whether Bob Myers is going to return and orchestrate everything. But, but to me, it's a matter of whether they veto the trade or not what happens between now and the end of this season still has a, a tremendous amount of value in, eva- in in determining how the Warriors proceed moving forward over these next few years. When you look at how much Joe Lacob is paying out and you look at the luxury tax, it just doesn't make sense to think at this point, well, you know what, let's start to retool. You still have your core. Steph Curry is one of the greatest players we've ever seen, and he's still productive. So that it just doesn't make sense. I thought Scott's other idea makes a ton of sense. I don't know if there's anything there by NBA rules, but it would make sense. And, you know, obviously, if there's anything to it, Bob Myers, who's an attorney, is going to be able to figure out how to get something extra out of Portland. Look for our troubles. We need something from them. I'm just not sure if that's how it works. The league may say, look, you either make the trail or you don't. And then if they're going to be punished for it, we will take that out on them and they will, oh, we'll take a draft pick. But you don't benefit from that. I don't know, but it's a good thought. And I'm sure it's something the Warriors uh, are if they haven't already, they're looking into every nook and cranny of that. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. A little bit of breaking news as well as far as the game tonight. The Warriors are playing tonight, uh, and uh, the Lakers have just announced that LeBron James is not going to play Ruh-roh. tonight f- against the Warriors. He obviously broke the all-time scoring record on Tuesday. 
didn't play against Milwaukee on Thursday, and LeBron James, uh, amid all of the trades the Lakers made, it, it looks like we'll probably get to see some of their new players tonight at Chase make their debut, but no LeBron James against the, the Warriors in an NBC Saturday Night Showcase. Uh, not Not to make this about the Lakers, and this is great for the Warriors, but... I don't know what the hell the Lakers are waiting for. They make all these trades. I mean, they're 13th in the West, right? I mean, they 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 got a long way to go, and it it seems like they're comfortable just just you know waiting for LeBron now after he broke the record. That's a, that's a weird one to me. Yeah, I, I he must really be injured. I think he hurt his foot and he left the game in which he set the record a little early. Yep. But you're right. I'm with you. Even that game where he sets the record and is like, oh, he's the greatest vault, which was really. I'm on just an incredible occasion, I know. But as Stan Van Gundy said during the telecast, he said, this is a really big game for the Lakers. And they lost. And then they play the Bucks, and LeBron's not there. And then they play and he's not there. Yeah, they make these trades. At some point, there's no selection committee that's going to say, we like them, you're in. You have to win some of these games. And they're running out of time to do that. Exactly. And and I, I like their moves at the deadline. Me and we too. Can, we can get into that here in the, the final half of the program as we'll reopen up the phone lines at 888-957-9570. I think the West got a lot better. Yes. Uh, I think the Lakers got better. I think the Clippers got better. I think the Mavs got better. Even Memphis. Phoenix yeah. obviously got mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. And and so we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, how all, everything shakes out as far as, as all of that goes. Uh, let's uh, go back to the phones, though, and it's D in San Jose next year on Warriors This Week. What's going on, D? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm, hey, um, I'm just so tired of, of people, just bandwagoners, criticizing James Wiseman. I mean, he, he, was, he was great in his first year in playing free. Um, you know, with very little uh, uh, structure, um, and then he got hurt. You know, and then the second year he got hurt. Uh, he was hurt, still hurt, and then you know they shut him down towards the end before the playoffs. Um, and then this year, he only had like uh, you know a few games, and then he came back after the G League, and we saw some pretty good uh, improvement in defense, and his easy scoring is. Like a serves like a balance, uh, symbiotic way with the, the the die with threes mentality of of, uh, of of the team, and we've seen numerous games where the threes don't happen, you know, with the team. So I don't understand this this blaming. I mean, I think there's a very um, a failure on the part of Kerr and the system to not adapt, change a little bit of the system, and adapt and integrate with James and his development, because he, he can bring so much to the team as a whole. Yeah, no, thanks for the call, and appreciate it. The, the truth is, he he played well his first year, in, and D said it, Whitey, uh, playing free without structure, and that Warriors team had no expectations, it was just, you know, get him out, it just... When when he had to fit his game in the context of winning basketball in the Warriors system, it didn't fit, and it didn't work, and it didn't work with Steph Curry, which he is the franchise. As Kevin Durant said, he is the system. You can't play with Steph Curry. You can't play for the Warriors, and I think that's where this thing ultimately got to as the Warriors made a decision on Wiseman. And then the other part of it is, and, and th- this is how I'll kick it to you, 
why should the Warriors have to adjust their system when they just won the NBA oh, championship and they have yeah. future Hall of Fame? Like, for James Wiseman. It makes like no that, sense. It doesn't yeah. work that way. I've made that for point, a, too. Yeah. Like, you just – why would – that? Like that's not how it works. He's got to be good enough to be – you know, if he's Kawhi Leonard in 2014, then you adjust your system, which is what yeah. the Spurs did. But James Wiseman isn't that. Right, right. And, and I, I, I think it boils down to this with Wiseman. And I appreciate D listening. I really do. Um, I, I don't know how being critical of Weisman play makes you, you know, bandwagon jumper, but that, that that's fine. I really do appreciate that he takes the time to call. I think we're all guilty of just in basketball. We always look too much at offense, not enough at defense. And I think with Weisman, that's what it boils down to. It's not hard to find games, moments, even certain stats that show that, wow, you know what? Some of his numbers are decent. Why you know, shot a high percentage. Why didn't they get more chances? But at the other end, which is so important to the Warriors, especially from the center position, he's a really bad defensive player, really bad to the point where, well, you got to give him time to learn it. No, he he hurts them when he's on the floor defensively. Now, I know he had a pretty good game, actually, at times defensively on Christmas against Memphis. But for the most part, he really has hurt them defensively. They haven't been able to keep him on the floor because you can't get stops and teams attack him. And that's the bottom line. Why don't they give Wiseman more time? Why haven't they given done this or that? It's because defensively he has been really, really too poor for them to keep on the floor, J.D., and I'm sorry, and I don't have anything against him. People say, what, do you have? what did he ever do to you? That's why they can't play him. He's been a terrible NBA defender. And offensively, he just, on paper, Looked like he could be a complimentary fit, but when you actually watched him play, he really didn't compliment what the Warriors did. If anything, he took the Warriors out of what they did. You know, shoot, he wanted to sh- you know, shoot pick-and-pop threes and, and post up and, and call for the ball, to, and that, that's not it, nope. you know, what the Warriors do that makes them uh, right. effective with the player movement and, and the ball movement system that they run. Ray in San Francisco next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Ray. Good morning, fellas. Love the conversation. Um, regarding this, this last call right now, yeah, I, I couldn't disagree anymore. Um, that when you're a championship caliber team like the Warriors, you don't have patience to develop someone so raw. Offensively, he's a talent. Defensively, he's definitely a liability, and they just didn't have the patience for that. In regards to the trade, I got to tell you, fellas, as a Warrior fan, I'm very deflated. You got a lot of teams in the West especially the very top teams right now, the first, I think, up to one to fourth seed or fifth seed, they all got better. And we're over here debating about a situation where should we keep this trade and get Gary Payton Jr., which definitely he makes a difference, but there's a possibility he's going to be out for three months. That pretty much means he's not going to do anything for us. And then we have a situation where do we cancel the trade and bring Wiseman back that we know we're not going to use and we're probably going to look to you know, get rid of him in the offseason. So it's just kind of a situation where it's kind of I don't see a win-win at all in this scenario. But um, for my vote, I would definitely in this situation you can't bring Wiseman back because eventually you're going to trade. You're going to have to trade him and get rid of that salary or get some salary break there. But I would keep the trade, and I like what the other callers said. If they could get a little something back from Portland to make up for the situation, that would definitely make a big difference. And, fellas, lastly, I just want to get your opinion. Sorry to change the topic. Can someone tell me how Sean Marks of Seattle, I'm sorry, uh, New, New Jersey, uh, uh, the Nets, it still has a job? You got Harden, you got Kyrie Irvin, and the biggest superstar, Kevin Durant, 
and you trade all these guys, you did not get one superstar back? Yeah, that's tough. And, and thanks for the call. Uh, you want to go last one first there. It, it's I think in some ways Sean Marks gets a pass because it's a star-driven league and, and these guys didn't want to be there. And, and they, meaning Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant, although Brooklyn worked with Durant to find his, his new home in Phoenix, they they cratered their own value based on the way that they all three of them really handled their their respective situations with it getting out that they wanted. Tra- I mean that at that point when a superstar player wants out and everybody knows they want out, you can get lowballed and you're also at the mercy of wanting to be considered a high level franchise moving forward. So there's a pressure to feel like you're doing right by the player, even though the player is kind of screwing you over, and that's just an ugly ugly part of the league where these guys right now run it and and it doesn't matter if you sign them to a four-year max deal they just they'll sign the deal and be like i want out anyway and you kind of have to trade them that that's one of the big problems in the league overall i think the answer to that question ray and jd in my opinion is that yeah i agree with you jd there's only so much you can hold against him because he did bring in he got Kyrie and and durant and then harden comes in and they were only together, what, th- I think it was 36 games. With that. I thought it was less than that, but I thought I heard that they played 36 games together. And, I, again, I thought it was less than that. But then you have, you know, it's, you have these guys, and could that team win a championship? Maybe, but we just <laughs> have to see what happens. And you had Kyrie, and he didn't want to get vaccinated. Harden getting tired of that, so then he wants out. And then everything with Kyrie and then Durant, he had injuries. So I don't think you can hold that against Sean Marks. They, he put that together. Let's see what – and some of that was just, you know, Kyrie and Durant wanted to do it. Let's see what happens. I think all things considered – you're right, he didn't get any superstars back. But I think all things considered, given that he was kind of over the barrel – I thought he did pretty well with the returns they got for Kyrie and Durant. I really did. Maybe I'm in the minority, but I thought he did a pretty decent job of getting something back for them that that had some value for them going forward. Well, they had to pivot three or four different times. Yeah. And and, and he did. And, and yeah, it wasn't perfect. And, and I still don't think it's perfect. And, and they had given up so much draft capital in the future that they kind of wanted to stay as good as they possibly could. Yeah. You know, in in the moment, and it's just a, a brutal situation. Uh, I think for for him uh, to to be put in. As far as you know, Ray said, he was deflated by by the trade deadline, and I I, I think that's a a really fair way of looking at it. If you're a Warriors fan, just looking at all of the teams that got better, and and the fact that that the Warriors believed that they were doing the best they could to get better in the short term, while also moving off of Wiseman, who who clearly didn't fit. But now it's, you know, Phoenix got Durant and yeah. Dallas got Kyrie. Yeah. And, and the Clippers rebuilt their bench completely with Bones Highland and Plumlee and Eric Gordon. And, and so, the, I mean, you've got these teams that were already in front of you in the standings and already believed that they could be contenders with the right moves. And now they've separated and you're wondering whether or not you should trade the number two pick in the draft two and a half years ago for an eighth or a ninth man that's going to play 17 to 20 minutes a game if he's healthy and he's for the most part proven not to be healthy more than he has it it is a tricky spot I also loved Ray's point about the Warriors not having the patience for Wiseman's development I mean that ultimately is is what it boiled down to it's patience and also just the money because as we said earlier 
uh, a lesser team could afford to keep bring them back next year. And maybe it'll happen next year in the Warriors with the salary crunch they're facing because they've been so successful. That's really risky for them to pay James Wiseman. What would it be close to 80? Well, not pay him, but to pay 80 million next year to hope that maybe next year he finds it. So that was a, a big part of it as well. And again, uh, it is a kind of deflating deadline. I think the Warriors, again, are hoping from a PR standpoint that bringing in GP2 helps people feel a little better about the fact that they didn't do anything close to what some of those other teams uh, did. Um, but maybe they had a shot at OG and Anobi. Maybe people people would feel better if they'd done that, but that would have been just really, really pricey. They would have had to give up a lot, like Kuminga and maybe two or three picks plus more to get Ananobi. So here we are. I, I, I understand how Ray feels. Yeah, wow, look what the other teams did, and the Warriors just do where they are right now. Don't have the flexibility to entertain moves like that. I would have looked at Ananobi. I would have looked hard at Ananobi, and well, I know that would have been a more. They did. I, I know that would have been a mortgage the future kind of a deal, mm-hmm. and obviously they would have wanted Kaminga. But I, I look at in the short term, and, and I think there is. You know, we don't know, uh, and I think sort of the way to look at it is, you know, Kaminga is talented enough, and I think valued enough right now around the league to where the Warriors can get a player that's like OG Ananobi right now is a better player than Jonathan Kaminga. Yes, so, no question. Like, like. like can you get a better player for Kaminga than Kaminga right now because he's young and developing and projects to be high? And, and the Warriors could have done that if they included other things in the deal. To me, and that would have been a real go all in now because you would have been trading draft picks in addition to Kaminga. But there's a part of me, man, that was thinking, I mean, you got Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney, Poole, DiVincenzo, Ananobi. I mean that, and now you got somebody that can finish. Ananobi can finish with those other four. You take Looney off the floor. You've got guys that can help defend the Kyries and the KDs and some of the wing players on Denver. Like that, that would have been a move that I think would have vaulted the Warriors legitimately into title contention again. JD, that was I think that was going to be their answer. That was what they were looking at, and you say you would look hard at it. And according to C.J. Holmes in the Chronicle. Uh, they were, I think the term was they pushed hard. They made a hard push to acquire Ananobi. Ultimately, what it came down to was an asking price of Kuminga and others plus picks. So the Warriors, I think that was going to be their answer. People like Ray are not going to be feeling deflated because we're going to get Ananobi, but ultimately came down to, wow, that is just too much to give up right now. And I wonder how much of that was the Warriors' unwillingness to give up uh, Kuminga. That, anyway, that's what they, that was the big deal they wanted to make, and they just decided, nope, it's too much. I might have done it. Uh, and again, without knowing the full context of the deal, I can't say for sure, but I, 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 I might have, if you could have got Ananobi and it would have been Kuminga and a couple of picks, I, I might have done it. Because I think with the Steph, with Steph and Clay, and and you know still potentially having Draymond around, I think that would have put you in a, in a in a you know back in that top tier, assuming that you could get healthy. All right, let's pause here. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. We'll come back. We'll reset everything. What do the Warriors do as far as the deadline, which is tomorrow, as far as accepting or rescinding the Gary Payton James Wiseman four team deal? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's all coming up right here on 95.7 The Game. The breaking news is that the Warriors are sending James Wiseman to the Detroit Pistons for Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay, who comes in and immediately is a playable Pete, somebody who can come in and play some defense, some good perimeter defense. The Warriors add a depth piece now. Now hold on, do we have more on this? Now Sadiq Bay is is going somewhere else. Okay. I never thought Sadiq Bay would fit here, Mark. Wait. <laughs> The Warriors have acquired Sadiq Bay, and the Warriors have traded Sadiq Bay. That was fast. Now back to Warriors this week on 95.7 The Game. Oh, Dibs. Yes, it was a fun moment from Willard and Dibs on Thursday as the news did officially break, and it looked for a moment like the Warriors were getting Sadiq Bay for James Wiseman. Then it looked like they were getting five second-round picks for James Wiseman in what would be a salary dump. At one point, I had tweeted out, why did the Warriors really just salary dump James Wiseman for nothing? Uh, And it looked like that was the case, although as more details continued to follow in, it, it appeared that there would have to be a player that the Warriors would take back in some form. That wound up being Kevin Knox from Atlanta. And then, oh, is Kevin Knox the, the space filling player no. as far as the salaries to lead to this dump? And then he goes to Portland along with the five picks they got from Atlanta. It becomes this four team deal that is essentially Gary Payton the second for James Wiseman. And yeah, it, it I, I was excited about the Sadiq Bay proposition. I was kind of with Dibs mm-hmm. initially. Well, there's also this. I think we've all learned now that you never assume anything is going to happen until what? Until we've got the physicals passed, right? We've learned that. We've learned it again. Well, this so, trade was announced. Like, they actually sent the emails out for this trade, which, sure. is, which is crazy. Something the Giants didn't do on Correa for but, point of reference. Yeah. Keep this in mind as we're trying to figure out here what happens now because GP2 failed his physical. As far as I know... As of yesterday, anyway, James Wiseman had not taken his physical. So I'm not suggesting we need to be concerned about that. I'm just saying things being where they are these days in the Bay Area, we'll just wait and see. Hopefully he's fine and there will be no issue there. But we'll just have to wait and see before passing final judgment. Yeah, and so the Warriors, 72 hours from when the trade was official in the league office view. So sometime tomorrow afternoon or evening, Uh, The Warriors will have to decide, 
based on the failed physical designation, whether they waive the failed physical designation, which means the entire four-team deal goes through, or the Warriors with the failed physical designation can veto the trade. That means everybody goes back to where they were. Wiseman comes back to the Warriors, GP to Portland, the five picks go back to Atlanta with, with, Sadiq Bay going back to Detroit. Like it all goes back as it was, and because the deadline is passed, no new deal can be consummated at that point. So the simple question on the board what do the Warriors do with this trade? Do they push it through or do they veto it? Reports indicating that Gary Payton the second could be out uh, between two and three months. I know there was a later report, I believe, from NBC Sports Bay Area that it could be more like a month to a month and a half. Right. Uh, I'm of the belief, Whitey, and we disagree a little bit on this, and it, it has been a, a, a ticket splitter yeah. For, yeah. for the Warrior fan base. Uh, I'm of the belief that I would veto the trade if I'm the Warriors. To me, it's a win-now move, but if Gary Payton isn't healthy, it isn't worth it. Also, Peyton, with his injury history, the four or five surgeries, as Peyton said, in the last five or six years, I'm worried about Peyton's deal and the twenty, uh, the remainder of the $26 million contract that he signed in the offseason over the next two years and him just not being healthy enough to contribute even over the course of the next two years. He's had multiple surgeries. He's continued to pop up with health issues. And for me, Wiseman's not playing anyway. But you could at least reserve the right to potentially trade Wiseman again in the offseason for a piece that could be more useful than an injured Gary Payton II if he can't help you at all. The Warriors wanted GP2 to help them make a push here down the stretch and in the playoffs. If this team had a better record, I'd view it a little bit differently. But, yeah, we, we disagree on it. Yeah, I... I agree with you that if he can't play, yeah, I'm not saying just get him no matter what. I think I'm willing to assume some risk with his injury. Well, he can't. Yeah. We know well, he can't play, right? Not like, we right know now. he's out at least a month. Right now, I know. But what I'm saying is if it's like he's done for the year, you might get him back in May, then yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. But if there's if there's reason to think he'll be ready to go, he'll be back, he won't be back for a while, then I would make the trade. So that's where we disagree. Um, it's a subtle difference, but I think it's a significant one. There's also, as far as a shot of Tordal, I mean, Craig and I, we give each other Tordal shots before the show all the time, so be that as it may. But in all seriousness, the surgeries that he's had, J.D., I don't know if they're the same thing. You know, I, I don't know, and I think that's an important point, too, and I've been looking for that. You know, if he's had like five core surgeries, which I don't think he's had, that's a red flag. If he's just had various surgeries on his fingers, so I don't know. That's something that I think we need to know, too, as we discuss his health. But, again, as I say, you know, you have to wait about to see who passes their physicals before passing final judgment on all these teams. And I know this one's a special situation, but all these deals that teams are making – we can't really pass final judgment on anybody's trade deadline moves until we find out what people are going to do uh, in the buyout market. The Warriors probably will be a player in that. I'm not sure if there's significant, uh, significant, pardon me, if there's significant help that's going to be available there, though. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. We're with you until 1 o'clock here. It's John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason on 95.7 The Game. What should the Warriors do? The question of the day. I would veto the trade. Sounds like Whitey would push through with it. I know uh, a couple people deal. passed along. Make the uh, Yeah, deal. I was looking at, at Peyton discussing his own recovery issues from the, a number of the injuries. I think it was a story from, from The Athletic uh, going back where, where Peyton – uh, said the night that he came back 
with Portland this year as far as his recovery and, and the different surgeries. It is what it is. Probably my fourth or fifth surgery in the last five or six years. It's at the point that it's best uh, it's going to be for this year. Just got to thug it out was the quote from yeah, I saw that. GP2. And it's interesting because you know that that's his own words on the matter. But then you have the reporting of Portland pushing him to take the Toradol shots, pushing him to come back and play through the injury, while now we come to find at the same time trying to dress him up as a healthier player than he really was in the Warriors' eyes. It's it's a bad look for Portland. I know we've had a lot of people, Whitey, that have said, well, there need the league needs to step in, and maybe they do as far as you know more compensation or the like. But the reality of the situation is the Warriors do have recourse here, and the recourse is don't do the deal. Like you, you know, the, a deal is agreed to, the physicals go through, and and that's where again I would, at this point, I would be reluctant to do the deal. I I would veto the trade, and bring Wiseman back, and it's awkward and it's uncomfortable and it it doesn't, it, it's unfair in a sense to Wiseman, but. The Warriors don't owe fairness to Wiseman. I agree with point. that. I agree with that. I think I think you could make the case that you know, all right, James will trade you in the off season and and move forward at that point and try to get you know the Warriors are already they would accept a bench player in return for James Wiseman. To me, you can get a bench player for James Wiseman in the off season somehow, some way. So. Uh, all of those things on the table. You want to sneak in a couple of calls here real quick? Yeah, I know we got Jack wants to talk to us and Charles as well, J.D. Yeah, all right, let, let's get Jack in here before the, the top of the hour, 888-957-9570. What's up, Jack? Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, Jack. Good. What's up? Um, I'm probably like you guys and a lot of Warriors fans. I'm, I'm pretty stressed out right now. Um, my big question to you guys is if we bring Wiseman back, I don't really feel like that's going to influence our playoff chances anyways, and I'm concerned about his trade value going into the summer just with every team knowing that we want to move him. Do you think we can even get a player like GP2 back or, or a good role player for him in the offseason is my big question. I don't. Yeah, I think we disagree I, I, on I that do. too. Yeah, I know. I, I do, and I, and I think you know, that all has to be weighed if, if, you, if you don't feel you can get a player as good as GP2 back. And I think – you know, part of why it worked for the Warriors to get GP2 Whitey was the fact that they knew what a healthy GP2 brings to the Warriors. Like, like that's where if, if he was healthy and projected to be healthy moving forward from now, like, okay, do the deal. You know, Wiseman was still a whiff, and you're owning the whiff, and you're getting a player that you think can help this team this year and the next couple of years. If he was healthy, it would be a nothing to see here. We'd be coming on talking about, you know, would you have done the trade or not? But I, I would have been for the trade at that point, acknowledging that, that Wiseman just wasn't going to work out. The injury component, though, changes it for me because I feel a big part of this deal is having Peyton's ability to play now. Like, this was a win-now move, yes, I know. and you can't win now. Right, but I'm assuming that if my doctors look at him and say, you know what, he's going to be back before the end of the season, then I still have to consider how much better he would make me given what my other choices are. I could get Peyton back for a good chunk of this year. Again, I don't know that. I'm assuming that. I don't know that, but if that's the case, or I can have Wiseman around, because Wiseman's just not going to play. He's just, Steve Kerr is not going to play him. He just he, he 
doesn't help my chances to accomplish anything this year. Uh, and I think his value, if anything, it was already low, and I think it craters if if I'm trying to trade him after everyone knows I already tried to get rid of him for a player who was hurt at the time. So that's why I think it's still smart to make this deal unless, and I'm, I'm agreeing with you if they say, Peyton, he might not play. There's a very good chance he's out till May because then I, I, I might not get him at all. So then I'm with you, but otherwise I make this deal. I mean, two months would be playing tournament from today. If he was out two months, he would not play a regular season game. The regular season ends on April the 9th, so we're already beyond that point. And, you know, if it ends up two and a half, three, if it ends up three, we're talking second round of the playoffs. I know, you know, I know. Or, or I know. Conference, you know, borderline conference finals at mm-hmm. that point. And so, you know, is this Warriors team good enough to withstand that? I mean, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. 888 uh, 888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, let, let, you know what? Let's get Charles and El Cerrito. Uh, Charles, you're up next here on Warriors Yeah, thanks, this you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. Great great conversation, and I think you both, Whitey and John, are raising good points. The one issue that hasn't been discussed is the third year on Gary Payton II's contract, which is a player option, and the impact that they may have long-term if he stays injured and unable to contribute. I know we're talking about the next couple months, but I would void the deal if he's hurt and don't know the history as John, but nobody said anything about the player option and how it may affect the Warriors, even salary cap-wise, by taking that $9.1 million at the time. Yeah, I think they're assuming that that he would be an opt-in player, Whitey. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, and especially, and if he, and here's the thing: here's how player options work. If a player's unproductive or injured, they opt in. Yeah. If a player's per, if a player's awesome and you want to keep them, they opt out. I right. mean, Dante Divincenzo has a player option for next year. Well, Dante Divincenzo, you know, the Warriors got him on a nice deal. I think four and a half million. It was a deal where I think DiVincenzo wanted to come here, be on a big stage, contribute to a team that could win a title, and be so good that he can get paid elsewhere. Like, Dante DiVincenzo's played his way out of the Warriors' price range. He's he's played well enough to where he probably opts out, even though the Warriors would love to keep him. Uh, so I, I think that's an interesting part. So to me, though, if part of why I would veto the deal is the concern that I would have in the now, as we've discussed, but also the next two years. Like, if Peyton can only play half the time or less in the next two years and he's making $8, 9000000 million a year, that ain't going to work anyway. You know, that ain't going to work either. Yeah, who are we talking about here? And that's a great point, by the way. Thank you uh, for that. I didn't realize he had a third year that's a player option, and then the next year he's the unrestricted free agent. Great point. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. Is Gary Payton a guy who's recovering from an injury who, like, you know, Dame Lillard last year had this core muscle surgery, and Dame Lillard is, you know, he struggled a bit at times this year, but it looks like, wow, he's Dollar Dame again. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 